heard that, I guess it was Alfonso Bialetti, but somebody actually, like, when they died, they were cremated and put right. into a, like, almost like a, a larger mocha pot. Is that is that correct, yeah, or have you heard yeah, that story? Yeah, 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 I've heard that as well. Yeah, I feel like I can confirm that. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen <laughs> that uh, urn. Yeah. Uh, not in person, but I've seen it online, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's ab- that's absolutely yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101, your one-stop shop for everything coffee. And I'm just going to jump right in today, 101ers, and apologize because I don't know if y'all can tell, but I can definitely tell that I have a cold, so I apologize for that. Katie, can you tell? Not at all. Are you lying to me? Yeah, I am. <laughs> April Fools. It's you know like when you when you're stuffed up, it's I don't know. It messes with your sound anyway. So I I think I sound stuffed up, but I don't know. But you're saying I do. Yes. Okay. Well, but I'm still here. Yeah, you are. Yeah, and you're here, and you don't you don't you don't sound stuffy at all. <laughs> Except when funny? you do that. Yeah, that was a little funny. Thank you. Um, okay. I'm not very chatty today. I apologize. Well, we haven't even gotten started. So, <clears throat> so you're okay. So Thank listen, you. Uh, we started last time uh, hitting a couple of uh, quick questions from uh, the reviews uh, yep. or requests that people make. And so I want to do that real quick and then we'll get I into. I like that. I think we need to make that a habitual habit. That sounds redundant. A no, habitual it's habit. It's. Can a habit be a habit? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It just sounds a little redundant to me. Redundant's a good word. But is it? My new favorite thing, yes it is. My new favorite thing is like using the English language to its fullest advantage. Uh-huh. Like I saw a video recently that was like, she was like, one of my new favorite phrases to use is there's a truth at the center of that. And you can use it after anything you want. Yeah. Right? So if you're like, you're like, Ah, uh, like, I'm just, like, really tired today. But you can just hit him with a, and there is a truth at the center of that. Yeah. And it, like, confuses people. And it means nothing. It means nothing. But does it? Yes. It could mean something. And there is a truth at the center of that. <laughs> you see what I mean? I think I see what you mean. Okay. Well, listen. You're to- only supposed to think. You're not supposed to know. Okay. Well, listen, today we are going to talk about mocha pot. So mocha pot is something that is super prevalent in the world, Uh not as prevalent in the U.S. So just, so the U.S. isn't included in the the world. (laughs) Yes, the U.S. is included in the world, but it is not where we predominantly see the mocha pot. Ah. But places like Italy, Uh Australia... Uh-huh. All kinds of places, but particularly those two. Like, it's something that they are going to have as one of their mainstays of how they make coffee. Interesting. But before we get to the episode, which is with Josh of Alternative Brewing in Australia, yeah. which is cool, and we'll talk about that and what they do, um, a couple of things from ratings. Uh-huh. We had Fremont 71. Who? Fremont okay. 71. 
uh, he or she said that they love the podcast. Good. They suggested that we make a list of all the shops that we recommend and maybe put oh. it on the website. Oh, wait, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because what they I mean, were we saying. We've visited a lot of shops. We have, and we've seen, we've been to the good ones and the bad ones. And yeah. so um, without naming the bad ones, we probably should and can put on the website. I think we could website, start keeping a running list. Yeah, a list. Yeah. Um, so Fremont 71, uh, we will do that. We'll put it on Humble Coffee's website. Uh, we'll put a list of recommendations for the different cities as far as places that we really enjoy and we think make good coffee. Uh-huh. Um, and as a backup, to be brutally honest, um, Sprudge, S-P-R-U-D-G-E dot com, I think that's right, um, is a coffee-focused website that also has some recommendations. Um, so that's another good place you can go for, like, city to city I thought you were about to be brutally honest. I was. I was, like, sharing the, I was saying, you don't have to I just I thought you were about to, us. like, be, like, brutal. No. I thought you were about to be like, yeah, Sprudge sucks. No, 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 like, they're good. They're good. I was like, they oh, do a good job. dang. No, I was just going to say we're going to share the wealth as far as, like, the education goes. Ah. Yeah. Okay, one more. So It's like, it's like Ma- sorry, it's like Macy's recommending the other department stores. Yeah. Like Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. And then Macy's ends up getting a bunch more business because well, of that. No, it's true. Not, you have to watch the movie. But we're not aiming to you get to more business. No, I know. They weren't either. Okay. It just All happened. Right. I got you. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. So last one, then we'll jump in the show. I don't. This is it's X X H I M P X X Hemp. What is know. it again? X H I M P X H I M X Hemp. But it might be X is the first letter of their name, and then Hemp. Yeah. Or Ximps. Yeah, I don't know. So. They said that the podcast leaves them wanting a high-quality cup of coffee. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, I would say job. yes, we, we do. But we would also say that if you like your cup of coffee, then thumbs up. Yes. Or you're not a cup of coffee. What are you talking about? They might not like coffee. This is true, and that's okay, too. We have some episodes coming up about tea for those Ooh. who are excited about those. Ooh. So that'll be fun. But that's not today. Today we're going to talk about the mocha pot. So let's jump to my interview with Josh from Alternative Brewing. And I think y'all are going to really enjoy this. He is somebody who instantly uh, we connected with, and uh, I really enjoyed talking to him. So here's the interview. Josh, how are you? Yeah, well, thanks, Kenneth. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So we are literally like worlds apart so like i'm right now Mm -hmm. in the united states and you're tell us tell us where you are i'm in brisbane australia so the east coast of australia but uh, about 12 hours north of sydney okay gotcha and um you know the first time that you and i tried to meet up we miserably failed because (laughs) i messed up um, because well, these time zones are wild. They are. And, um, so, uh, right now it's 6 PM for me on a, mm-hmm. let's see, on a Thursday and it's mm-hmm. 9 AM 
where you are. Friday the third. Yeah. <laughs> on Friday. And so yeah. so the first time we tried to meet, um, I said, blah, 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 you know, see you on blank day and didn't realize that you would be another <laughs> another day. Um, but you were gracious right. to to come back and uh and uh still meet. So thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank thanks for having me. Um, so I thought today, you know, we have our one oh ers and we've been going through different brewing methods and um I wanted to hit the mocha pot. Now it's something that's not it is popular, I would say, in the United mm-hmm. States, but it's not um it's not super popular. But I would say places in Europe and I would even maybe say and I'll let you chime in on this, uh yeah. places in Australia, uh, but everywhere are there there are some, some strongholds of the mocha pot as a staple for making coffee. Yeah. Yeah, it it came to Australia. Well, quickly the history, just yeah, like yeah, in, yeah. A, in a nutshell, is uh, invented in Italy back in like 1933 uh, as a convenient way to brew what was becoming a popularized way of enjoying coffee, espresso. But you weren't able to have it at home, so uh, a gentleman by the name of Luigi Di Ponti yeah. invented it, but then he sold it uh, to a gentleman. Who, who we now come to know as Alfonso Bialette, the Bialette mocha pot. Right. And uh, post-World War II, a lot of Italian immigrants came to Australia and brought this with them. So, and, and Australians are known for a huge espresso culture. So this has just become part and parcel. Everyone has a Bialette mocha pot in their cupboard at home. See, that's crazy because like, uh, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that 5%, I don't know that 1% or 2% of Americans even right. know what a mocha pot is, much less have one in their in their cupboard. Um, but, yeah, I mean. Missing it, out. <laughs> yeah, as far as, and they are missing out. And that's that's a that's a good point of the, the show is, like, um, uh, it is a good way uh, to make a cup of coffee. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's uh, you said a, how do you say it? Bialetti? Is that how you say it? Bialetti. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually. That's how I say it. That's how my Australian accent says it. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's, uh, you know, whatever you say is, I, I trust it. Um, I was <laughs> in, uh, where was I? I was in Venice in mm-hmm. Italy uh, this past summer, and they had like a Bialetti store. You know, so it had like. Wow. Yeah, it had all the different sizes and it was almost like a showcase. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily, I didn't see as many people coming in and like just straight up buying one as opposed to uh-huh. like it was, you know, it was there with like the Versace store and, you know, it was, it was almost like a, you know, this is, this is part of um, the culture, you know, that we want to make sure is shared. If that makes sense. It's a huge recognizable brand. Absolutely. Yeah. It isn't, it's iconic to the Italian way, I guess. Yeah. And you know, one, another, I was, uh, with some other coffee nerds the other day and we were talking about this Um, and somebody said this and you may be able to confirm this. I don't know this, but this would be crazy. I heard that, that I guess it was Alfonso Bialetti, but somebody actually like when they died, they, um, they were cremated 
and put right. into a like almost like a, a larger mocha pot. Is that is that correct? Yeah, or have you heard yeah, that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that as well. Yeah, I feel like I can confirm that. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen <laughs> that uh, urn. Yeah. Uh, not in person, but I've seen it online. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's ab- that's absolutely yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> that's crazy. That is um, that is taking it to um, the next <laughs> level for sure. Yes. Um, well, let's let's talk about actually how you brew and and I'd love for our listeners mm. to know kind of um what you think as far as like um or or any input that you've had from other people yeah, of for like sure. different ways well first of all let's talk about how like the the mechanics of like how it works and I'll let you start and I'll just jump in if needed or wanted um and then like maybe go into like some of the well this is how I do it or this is how I do it mhm well, I, to, to put it in context, uh, I know a lot of Americans drink drip coffee, yeah, uh, which is boiling hot water or bringing water up to temperature and then dripping it over the bed of coffee and, and the water seeps down through ga- gravity through the ground coffee right. into your pot. Whereas a mocha pot is a little bit different where you heat the water up underneath the coffee yeah, and under pressure, the water will pass through a like a siphon through the bed of coffee under pressure up into the top chamber. So it's using that heat and the pressure in the bottom chamber to force the water through the coffee to the top chamber. Yeah. Um, kind of against gravity. Uh, and you end up with a much, much less amount of coffee than you would as a drip coffee, but it's it's very concentrated. So right. like espresso almost, uh, where you might drink a whole cup of drip coffee. What you use mocha pot for is kind of like the base of whatever other style of coffee you want to drink beverage, like whether it's an Americano or you're going to fill it up with some hot milk to make a latte. Uh, you, you generally use a little bit or most of the coffee from the mocha pot to create a beverage. Mm. So did you just say Americano because I'm on here instead of saying long black? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't mean I got to put it in, in cultural context here. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> um, so a couple things. So yes, everything that, that Josh said, uh, traditionally the mocha pots and I think also you might see it as Mocha Express or something like that mm-hmm. um, as far as a name goes. Uh, traditionally, is aluminum as far as, as what, it's, yeah. what it's made of except the handle. Um, that bottom part is sealed, and it has, like, let's say, worst case, the pressure got too high in there, which you wouldn't want. It does have a little pop-off valve, um, like a little pressure valve, um, if, it, if it ever needs that. Uh, and then, like he said, the steam as from that sealed off lower pot, we'll call it, uh, as that pressure increases from the steam, it pushes the water up through that middle cylinder, up through the grounds of coffee, and it boils over into um, like your final thing. Um, and then um, one thing to delineate this in American eyes from a percolator. This is not a percolator because, like a percolator, 
we've talked about this before, and we'll put a link to that episode. It will bring the, the water up through in a different way. It doesn't do it through pressure. It does it through what's called a um, a water, uh, what's it called? An, is it an air water pump? I can't remember. It's, it's something similar to that name. But lifts the water up. It goes, it spills over onto the grounds and then falls back down, like Josh was saying, with, with like drip coffee, back down through the grounds and back into the hot water at the bottom. And then it keeps doing that. So, so you go through the grounds over and over. And we would say that hands down, you're going to get a better cup of coffee pretty much all the time out of a mocha pot compared to a percolator, even though you could probably argue you can make some good coffee with that. Um, but yeah, what do you think? It's funny you just say that because, uh, I mean, I have in, uh, with what I do, I've come across many different coffee brewers and I've tried them all. Um, I will say the first time I was introduced to a mocha pot wasn't in Australia. In fact, okay. Uh, uh, because being a background of a barista, I've only ever just worked on espresso machines, but I was traveling back in 2014, 15, uh, and I was in a little town in Ecuador, believe it or not, oh, wow. um, backpacking. And I had, I had kind of my coffee brewing kit with me already that I was traveling with. However, I was kind of digging through a kitchen of this backpackers and I came across a mocha pot, which I, I know about, but I'd never used. Right. And instantly my barista brain was like, I need to use this thing. I need to understand it uh, and w- know how it works and, and brew a good coffee from it. Uh, and uh, that was my first introduction to a mocha pot. Uh, needless to say, I didn't make a good coffee the first time, but they, they're quite quick to make a coffee and they're quite easy uh, to get the hang of once you, uh, yeah, once you've used them a couple of times for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, going from that first pot to now how you make your coffee with a mocha pot um kind of give us like like what are your tips or tricks and you know like what do you do to make a really good cup um and and one thing i want to say before you jump in is uh when josh was talking earlier about uh somewhere in between we'll say espresso and drip you know drip we would say is about a one to 16 to one to 18 coffee to water ratio And then espresso is going to be about a one to two, um, at best one to three. And this is going to be about one to 10, one to 12, but can vary depending on how much water, um, you know, you put in there. Yeah. Close to a one to five almost okay. even at some stages. Yeah. 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 And I could be wrong on that. You're probably, I'm, we're going to say that you're right on that. So it is really, uh, and, and- some say it's really close to espresso, but not quite espresso. Those kind of lines between what's espresso and what not can be quite blurred uh, and, and misunderstood. However, the way in which you drink the coffee from a mocha pot is very espresso-like. Mm. You're not going to be drinking it straight as such. You'll you'll be adding it to things or adding things to it rather. Yeah, and you know but, one difference. Uh, one difference, like um, you know, and and I think we're going to talk about this a little later is from that and espresso is that you, yes you do have that pressure in the bottom but you don't necessarily have the pressure i would say as it goes through uh the coffee grounds like you would for espresso does that make sense like not even close yeah oh absolutely yeah so 
Okay. Yeah, you, you, you've got about nine bars in regular espresso, whereas in a mocha pot, it's down to around one and a half max. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, cool. Okay, well, give us your secrets. Tell us, tell us how you make it. All right, well, quickly, if you haven't got a mocha pot, one of the most confusing things about mocha pots still to this day, after almost 100 years, is the sizing of a mocha pot. Uh-huh. And it's, it's kind of like when, a, uh, when the cups are referenced, like there's all different types of mocha pots, like you've mentioned. And uh, a three-cup mocha pot, when you think three cups, you're thinking, okay, it's going to make three whole cups of coffee. Uh, we know that that's not true. It's going to make basically for every cup, it will make one fluid ounce. So mm. you're basically making three fluid ounces from a three cup mocha pot. Uh, now that's not going to fill up a cup at all, but certainly when you add your hot milk or your hot water to it, then you've got a full, fairly strong coffee with that. What's great about the mocha pot is you can purchase a bigger one, six, nine, 10 or 12 cup mocha pots. Yeah. Uh, so you can consider buying one for the whole family, uh, for yourself or and your partner. If you're traveling, even they're great for travel brewers. Uh, but just keep in mind that you basically want to just split it in half, whatever it says, if it's a four cup, it's actually just going to make enough for two people, two cups worth. Mm, I got you. Now, generally what I will do when making a mocha pot is there are three parts to the mocha pot. There is the bottom vessel, which holds the water. There is the middle uh, container, which is kind of looks like, uh, well, it's a container which holds the ground coffee. It has a spout that reaches down into the bottom container. And then you screw on that top container where the coffee will eventually uh, uh, percolate into or, or come out into the top. I fill the bottom vessel with all the way with water. I usually use the mocha pot within its full capacity rather than underfilling it. So, and when you're saying that, are you saying that you're filling it up to right below where that little pressure valve is or to a line or? Absolutely. Below the pressure valve. If you fill it up above the pressure valve, then uh, you you could be uh, going into some hot water. If it does need to release that pressure valve, it won't when it's underwater. So you do always want to make sure it's under that pressure valve. And then when filling the, uh, what are we going to call this? <laughs> the, the little cap. Yeah. We'll just call it the, the cap. funnel. Yeah. The funnel. Yeah. The cap. The, uh, so when I'm using the funnel, I'm generally filling it with as much coffee as I can without really compacting it down. Yeah. When you think compacting, like you might be getting a tamper or the back of a spoon to really press it down here. You don't want to, you just want to kind of spoon that coffee in and then just smooth it off at the okay. top. Yeah. Uh, and then place that into into your water vessel. It will sit nicely around there and just make sure it's nice and clean around the edges where you're going to screw then the top vessel onto. And you'll notice inside the top vessel, there is a silicon seal and also a metal filter, which stops, which, which first creates a nice seal when you screw it on. And also the metal filter stops any coffee grounds from entering into your brewed coffee at the top. What you end up doing for, say, a four-cup mocha pot is using around, uh, I would say, probably six to eight ounces of water in the bottom vessel Mm -hmm. and around about an ounce of ground coffee. So that's, I'm talking talking liquid volume, but also then 
uh, weight of coffee used in the uh, coffee in, in the funnel. And then for like I mentioned, like I screw that on, I place it on the stove. You don't want to turn the stove up too high. It not you want it to be a nice steady rise in temperature, and then allow the coffee to slowly. Uh, come through uh, the water to come through the coffee quite steadily. So it allows time for all those flavors to enter into your brewed coffee as it comes up to the top. Uh, if you turn it on too high, you'll find the coffee will be too bitter or burnt mm-hmm. and you won't be able to control the brew. Whereas if you're having at a low to medium heat, uh, it generally, you, I mean, it's, it's a fail safe way to make a tasty coffee. Stay with us. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101. All right, 101ers, I just want to use this time to say thank you. Y'all may get tired of us doing that, but we mean it. We want to say thank you. We're glad that you're listening, and we're glad that you're enjoying the podcast. And we want you to continue to listen to the podcast and tell all your friends about it. So, just a little thank you. All right. Let's get back to my conversation with Josh of Alternative Brewing based out of Australia. So just out of my curiosity, so do you do you preheat your water mm. in the bottom before you put it in? Great question. I do. Now you can yeah. I would say you can use hot water from straight from the tap. We know yeah. that's not going to be super hot, but any sort of preheated water in the bottom vessel will help the yeah. brew along. It'll make it it'll make it a little bit faster because it doesn't have to raise the heat as much. And also, uh, yeah, and that that helps in just just in general to speed the brew along. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do that too. So I was just curious. Um, partly, um, yeah, partly to speed the brew along, um, and then. I don't know. Partly, I feel like I have better control um, over it, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, but I. So another question. Uh, I've seen people use an AeroPress filter, like like where the where you have that little plastic ring on the top part, and you have that uh-huh. the top filter, and like to get it to stay on, they will um, they'll wet it and then screw everything on. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I'm following you. It sounds like too much work for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I have I never know. tried it, but I was just curious if you had. I, I didn't know. So, um, no, I probably I have, will try I have it. no problems with... The- yeah, I, I personally have no problems with way with the way the mocha pot tastes, and I yeah. feel like doing that changes the, the dynamics of the flavor of a mocha pot. Yeah. Well, and it also could be um, it could be a cultural thing because I would say right. traditionally Americans who are not all, but a lot of who listen to this, um, they tend towards what I would call a cleaner, crisper cup um, as opposed to a fuller body, fuller mouthfeel type of cup, uh, more silky, um, which mm-hmm. you would get with stuff with a metal filter like your espresso absolutely i agree with you yeah with your mocha pot and stuff like that um oh and it's a very different flavor paper versus metal yeah and then you know okay so also sometimes so that the brew and and 
like the time of the water going through the grounds doesn't like get away from me as far as trying to control that time when they are in interaction with each other. I will kind of play this dance of having it on the heat and taking it off the heat and having it on the heat just depending on how much and how fast that is like flowing in so that you're not just uh-huh. like exploding out the other, other side as far as like that back right. end. I don't know. Do you do you ever do that or uh I've I've for quite a while had a gas oven or stove, which does help a lot. You can control the heat. Yeah. Uh however I have noticed with induction stoves, I've had to do something similar to that. Gotcha. Absolutely. You know, I'm gonna try I have um here in the studio I have a like one of those little halogen lamps that you would put yeah. under like a siphon pot. Um, I was going to try that sometime. Do you think that would you think that would heat it up enough? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's just because it's a nice steady heat and flame. Whereas something like a stove, occasion well, some stoves will pulse heat, so yeah. you know an, an intense amount of heat, and then they'll just turn off, and they'll turn on again at, at an intense amount and turn off. And that really, I find that interrupts the brew. Yeah. Personally, like I would just like it as a nice steady increase of heat and consistent heat. Uh, and that's why I prefer aluminum pots over the stainless steel ones, because mm. there are, there are two of those as well, but I find me personally, I enjoy the aluminum ones. Yeah. I think if you're going, Crazy. if you're going to do, if you're going to have a mocha pot and you're, like a coffee person, I mean, I think you have to get a Bialetti, you know, just a traditional like aluminum. Oh, yeah. You know, that's just, it's just iconic. And even, you know, you see that in several um, art museums around the world, including the, you know, Modern Museum of Art. Um, the mocha pot uh, will show up there um, sometimes on, on, on rotation. Just kind of cool. Yeah. You know, one yeah, thing, one thing I was thinking about. Oh, actually, I was, uh, uh, I was teaching a class the other night, and somebody, I told them that I, I was going to talk to you later this week about mocha pot, and they said, "Ask if you knew when, when you would know that you needed to um, uh. replace that that plastic little ring." You know, she's this this um this lady said that it's not it's not leaking around it and it doesn't look dry or brittle. But she's just curious. She's like, I don't know. She said, you know, I don't know. So, do you have any input on that? I did not have uh, an answer for her. Yeah, yeah. Look, going back to that story of the mockapod in in Banos in Ecuador, uh-huh. uh, I could tell you that thing looked ancient. Like it was probably <laughs> one of the original mockapods. Yeah. Um. You know, and and for what it's worth, I, I would honestly only ever replace. This is me personally now. I would only ever replace those seals and filters if they weren't working. Yeah. If 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 I could not screw it down hard enough, and there was coffee spilling out the sides. Yes, gotcha. And one last thing I'll say, and then you may have something else for the mocha pot. But um, when people are playing with mocha pot, if it's your first time then I would say, especially if you're adding hot water to start with in the base, then you're going to want to have like a little towel or, you know, something that you can hold that. Um, Because otherwise it is hot. 
you know, you can definitely feel the heat through that aluminum uh, so that when you're yeah. putting the top on and stuff like that. Yeah, it can be a little bit tricky that way, taking it from that point of assembling it to putting it on the stove. Yeah. Having have, yeah, having something there to help you out, like a oven mitt or something will help you help you with that. Also, the mocha pot is something when it's on the stove, you want to be there next to it. It should only take four to six minutes maximum, really, uh, to to go through the whole brewing process. Yeah. Uh, though it's not something you want to walk away from because it is on the stove and it's, yeah, it's, it's pressurized. So, you know, and another thing I totally forgot, but also I would say, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you do this too. Like, like I, like I, I have the lid open <laughs> yeah. when I'm actually like brewing Same. stuff, you know? And so, um, that's, uh, so that I can see like, you know, like if it's, the speed of how things are going, I guess. I do that as well. Absolutely. Just, uh, j- yeah, I- I'm always watching it just to note whether I need to turn the temperature up or down again, just being able to control how fast it's coming out the top. And it's, it's quite exciting to see, you know, those first kind of drips coming down the side of the spout and you're like, here comes my coffee. <laughs> like, yes. I'm ready to go. It's really exciting. Like, woohoo. You know, and, and <laughs> another thing I was thinking about was when you said, you know, be prepared. It's not going to make a full cup. I would say think about it as kind of closer to espresso. You know, you're going to get the amount of coffee that you're looking for. It's just, it's a lower water volume. Um, and uh, so, yes, that's something that you're still going to get the the similar bang for your buck. Um, as far as quality of the coffee, content, caffeine level, all that kind of stuff. It's just a, yeah. it's, a it's more concentrated. It's, it's another way to brew. It's another way to brew coffee Yeah, with hot water. That's right. Um, okay, I want to shift gears. This is totally random, but but I would love if you're willing for like for us to go back and forth, like trying to imitate each other. Oh wow! Acc- <laughs> as in accents? Yes, as in accents. Oh, like like listen, like you could say whatever. You could say you could like I I could say something <laughs> in my southern accent. And then you could yeah. try to imitate it. It's fantastic in your in your accent. No, no, no. Like in your imitation of a southern accent, and then I could try. Tell me what to say. <laughs> but listen, and then I want you to do the same for me. And, and let's just let's go back and forth a little bit. Like I, I would love. Okay, you ready? And I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready for this. All right. So it's embarrassing. No, no, no. This is great. This is great. All right, and. One thing that's really fun about this is uh, I have four kids, and uh, mm-hmm. the co-host is one of my daughters, and she is really, really big into, like, all these random Australian, um, like, I mean, they're not sitcoms. TikTokers. Yeah, like, yeah, like, TikTokers <laughs> yeah. are, like, so so she'll say, like, oh, no, or, like, you know, <laughs> like, like, add the R's, like, on the end of everything. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she'll she'll probably get a big kick out of this. Okay, so let me think. What could I say? Um, all right, so you you say this in my accent. Hey, y'all, let's go to the barbecue. Hey, y'all, let's go to the barbecue. <laughs> that's great. Hey, that's, that sounds terrible. <laughs> that's great. It's great. Okay, oh. all right, tell, tell me one, and let me see if I, I can do it. I did overdo it. No, it was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. 
tell tell me one in um and I'll see if I can do it in in your your accent. All right. Um G'day, what are you up to this are they? <laughs> oh man. Okay, say it one more time. That's that's a long sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the last word was. <laughs> All right, say it again. It's basically saying, hi, how are you going? What are you up to this afternoon? All right, so say it again, say it again. G'day, what are you up to this afternoon? <laughs> okay, here we go. G'day, what are you up to this afternoon? This afternoon. This afternoon. This afternoon. Okay, yeah, yeah, I totally messed that one up, I'm sure. Brutal. But, like, I wouldn't be able to tell. All right, so let me think of, let me think of one more, and then you think of one more. Let me think here a second. Um, it's like the time zones, Kenneth. <laughs> yeah, it Just is. T- it's different. Hang on. All right, I've got a good one for you. I'm ready. I'm fixing to head on over yonder, y'all. Okay, can you say that again? <laughs> okay. I'm fixing to head on over yonder, y'all. I'm going to fix and head. I'm fixing. Sorry, Listen, I'm fixing to head on over yonder, y'all. I'm fixing to head on over yonder, y'all. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, um, tell me about alternative brewing, but also tell me about, uh, I know that that before we started talking, there was something that you had that uh, that you wanted to kind of throw out there as, as something fun to talk about. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, Alternative Brewing, it's Australia's largest online website for coffee brewing equipment. I mean, and we've just, so you can pick up everything from mocha pots, espresso machines, espresso grinders, and so forth. Uh, And recently, well, it's been quite, it's been extremely popular in Australia, especially with van lifers, people traveling around in vans and, and, and touring. And we've just recently opened a store where we're shipping straight out of uh, the USA. And awesome. it's the, the copiers brewer is known as the mock, uh, is known as the Bellman espresso and steamer. And it's a good segue to the mocha pot because it kind of acts like a mocha pot, though it has a tap on it and a pressure gauge. So you're able to really, really control the flow of the espresso. So you, you're kind of being able to stop and, and start it so it doesn't speed up or slow down, regardless of the heat mm. underneath it. Uh, you've got a pressure gauge, so that's a nice feedback loop as to where you are in the pressure. And it goes right up to seven or eight bars. But it also it also has a steam wand on it. So using the same pressure in the pot, you can, uh, you can steam milk, uh, froth milk, to the quality that you would get in a cafe, such as a latte uh, or, or a cappuccino. That's awesome. Um, you know, I was, I think, on y'all's, which is Southern Mississippian, for whatever yeah. you say, um, on your website. Yours. <laughs> yours. I was on yours. Do you say yours? No, your. Your. Okay, your. Okay. Uh, I was on your website. And uh, I did see the Bellman steamer, and it looks super mm-hmm. cool. But and it, but here's the thing that I really, really like about it is it looks simple. You know what I mean? It is absolutely yeah. Because because I mean it's basically taken to me just looking at it. You know, first glance is taking the concept of the mocha pot, but you're you're adding the pressure 
to get it to inch it a little closer to espresso, but instead of having a million moving parts, you're letting the steam do the pressure build up for you. Um, and then, like you said, you have all that, and that's great, and that gets you closer to a. And and I would I would bet that it's a lot cheaper than a lot of espresso machines out there, and I would bet it's a lot easier cleanup. Um, and then on top of that, you have the steam wand, which is super cool. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, you've yeah you've sold it in one. It's it's made from stainless steel. It's incredibly durable. And like I've mentioned, of many many people who are touring, traveling in caravans, yeah. choose it as their number one coffee brewer because it has everything. It's compact, and uh, it, yeah, you're going to be waking up having amazing coffee wherever you are. Yeah, no, I think it's genius, and I mean, I'm I don't know, I'm just looking at it right now, and I I never really looked at it um, until we started talking about it. But uh, I mean, you can get it for. <laughs> less than at least for us it's a it's 160 dollars mm-hmm. um and i don't know what that would translate to everywhere else but um that's that's way cheaper than buying an espresso machine um for home the, the, sh- the shameless plug here is uh-huh. just just go on bellmanespresso.com and that's that's the website for the usa okay so is is it is this something that um is this new or is this something that's always been around or, I mean, I don't know. I'm asking. Uh, yeah. I, I guess what's new is well, what's not new, but what's becoming very popular is van life is traveling around in the vans and caravans yeah. and such gray nomads, excuse me. Yeah. And, 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 and not wanting all your creature comforts to come with you. So uh, we've seen an increase in the last five, six years of the popularity of the Bellman uh, we yeah. always knew it was a great product. It just, it just took the popularizing of, you know, people taking it on the road, really yeah. for the majority of the people purchasing it. They're, they're travelers, people looking for a compact, simple way to make a great coffee. Yeah. No, but it's, it's something you could have in your own home too. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you could totally have this mm. in your home. Um, so yeah, that's super cool. Um, yeah, I always need, well, my wife would disagree. I was going to say I always need, you know, <laughs> something else to add to the coffee repertoire. But yeah. Well, listen, Josh, pleasure, pleasure, pleasure having you on the show today. And if uh, anybody wants to check out Alternative uh, Brewing, um, it's just Alternative Brewing, one word. Um, I think most all or all social medias. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. All, yeah, pretty well all social media for sure. Yeah, and you know, even if even if you're not in Australia, like he said, they ship everywhere, and um, they have lots of um, informative uh, reels and videos, and also some that are you know coffee based, entertaining, um, you know, which all of that is fun. And uh, so check them out, and um, we appreciate you being on the show. I really appreciate chatting. Thanks. All right, see you, man. Okay, I know some Australian. Okay, go for it. Or no. <laughs> or no. Or no. Oh. Was what? that bad? That was. Or no. Or no. Is that how they say it? Say or. Or. Then say nor. Or nor. Yeah. Like oh no, but or nor. Or nor, the condensation. What Did else you... do they say? 
Uh, we did shrimp on the mate. bobby. Mate. Mate. Oi, mate. Oi, mate. I got, I got him to say fixin'. fixin and y'all. Like finna. Like finna. I should have said finna. finna. We finna get up on out of here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, that was more like southern ghetto. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. I would say so. Um, uh, I really just didn't know if that was British. I tell it you, pops out of nowhere, bro. I tell you what. I uh, can't force it. When he was talking at the end about that Bellman um, little espresso equivalent looking thing, uh-huh. super cool. Pot. I think I'm going to get one for. You should get one. Like I might ask for one for Christmas. Oh, <gasps> Christmas season! Because it looks so simple Sorry. compared to. <laughs> <laughs> I just bring you a chair. <laughs> it looks so simple compared to some of the espresso machines. Not knocking espresso yeah. machines, but. I but mean, also theoretically, it could be fun to have. yeah. Like if you get the pressure up, yeah. then it should work. And it had a steam wand. Ooh. I mean, like, <gasps> wait, hello. you should get one. Like, actually, uh, then no. I could use it. I know, but I could use it too. I we know, could both use it, and it'd be exactly, really cool. Exactly. So anyway, so I, I'm pretty excited about that, and that he uh, that he pointed that out. So um, if anybody wants to check one of those out, they can look at the link in the show notes yeah. below. Uh, and that's with Alternative Brewing, but they also have a U.S. store, which um, is Bellman. Um, and both of those links will be below. The Alternative cool. Brewing site, I think they ship worldwide and they do everything. And the other is just more specialized. But anyway. Gotcha. That's all I have today. How about you? Um, Don't have anything else. I do have something to talk about on the next episode, though. Okay, well, 101ers, stay tuned. We will talk about crazy stuff on the next episode. And do the two things. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. And leave us a rating. Please, because they're really fun to read. They're fun to read, and if you have any requests or curiosities or proclivities or whatever you want to call it, put it in the rating, and we will try to answer it here for you. Share the podcast to your bored friend. If your friend says, wow, I'm really bored. Then be like, here you go. Listen to this Enlighten podcast. yourself. Yeah, that's right. With knowledge. All right. Peace out. Love y'all. See you next time on Coffee 101.